All right, we're going to record this now, and we're going to get into what the Lord has for us today. We are in 1 Kings chapter 19, and uh, I want to tell you, this does not go along with the way the Sunday school class has been going. We've been in the New Testament. We've been talking about some of the things that Paul wrote, but this is our word for today. Happy New Year. That's what's been so far. But anyway, no. It's a great, great year. Okay. So far. If we can get everybody out of bed. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Now, I want to tell you what Elijah had done is he had been obeying God. Are you following me? He had been obeying God. The first point is following God, doing what he's called us to do, being obedient to him does not always make everybody happy. Are you, are you with me? You, some, there's, this is for some people today. Some of y'all need to take notes. So I've already taken my notes, so, you know. But here, here's the deal, guys. Sometimes doing what God's called us to do does not make everybody happy. Do you know that some of the things that Jesus said did not make everybody happy? We're, we're, we'll be talking about that in a little while. Just didn't do it. I mean, literally did not make him happy, okay? And he said how he had executed the prophets with a sword, and Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me, and that's a little g, okay? She worshiped demonic entities, okay, that were surrounding that time period, okay? Let God's do to me and more also if I don't make your life is the life of one of them. And he's, she's talking about the priest that he has killed by the sword by tomorrow about this time. So here's the deal, guys. How many would you agree with me? And I know it's been a rough 2023. I don't know anybody's grieving that that year was over. But, uh, I mean, it's we've kind of had a rough patch, hadn't we? The country... Uh, the economy, the you know health right now, we've got a lot of people sick. I mean, we've been through a rough patch. But here's the deal, guys. Literally, um, God knows what he's doing. And, and he knows what he's doing. Because I want to tell you something. I've studied the Israelites for 50 years. It's still part of my personal study, the Israelites. And I'm going to tell you what the Israelites did over and over and over and over and over. And I've drawn this circle for you before, okay? They get, man, everything's good. Wow, man, he, re he rescued us. We're not in slavery. We're, we, we were rescued. Everything is good. And then they go, and, and what do they do? They forget God. Is that what happened? Amen. Every time in the life of the, the Israelites. And I want to tell you something. I don't have any DNA proof, but I think I'm an Israelite because I do the best in a fight. That's when I'm praying, Lord, you need, I got to have some help around here. Okay. And I want to tell you this last week was a week of pulling back, praying, seeking God for me. I try to do that first part of every year. And uh, guys, I want to tell you that, uh, what he's saying is very interesting, 
okay? But first thing I want to tell you is when he saw that, this is the first point, that he arose and ran for his life, okay? And I'm not putting him down for running, okay? We're in, by the way, we're in 1 Kings 19, okay? If you want to look that up on your phone, you can go back and forth between Facebook and, you know, what I'm saying. I don't like that hat. Makes me want to spend some money. Anyway, so he arose and ran for his life. And some of us feel like that we are just running for our lives. It's like sickness, uh, conflict, politics, money, finances, conflict, politics, money. You see what I'm saying? Some people here in this room and is going to be watching this later feel like they are running for their life. And I want to tell you something. I'm with you. I feel it. I feel it. And watch this, guys. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. I don't know anything about a broom tree. I didn't do the research, okay? And he prayed that he might die. And he said, it is enough, Lord, take my life, for I'm no better than my father's. Just go ahead and take me, Lord. Go ahead and take me. Take me. Take me. I can't take no more of this. Take me. And I want to tell you, I've been in a room with people that have said that. I've been in the room with people who did that. I've been, I've, I've, listen, I want to tell you guys, and I'm not saying saying it, that they did it, okay? And there is a desperation in this land. There is a desperation that says, you know, I just don't want any more of this. And I want to tell you that we're taking, we're trying to fix it by every means possible, drugs, alcohol, it, it, Anything you can imagine, it's, it's the, the imagination, it just boggles me when I see what's happening out there right now. It literally boggles me. And it's always, the world's always been a mess, okay? So don't, you know, I mean, you're special, but you're not that special, okay? But guys, seriously, it's always been a mess, but it boggles me. And I literally, guys, when I see what is going on every day, you know, the Bible says these words, the wages of sin is death. And I want to tell you something, guys. We all have choices to make. We all have, but I want to tell you that circumstances do affect the people before you, your parents, your parents' parents. I mean, all, I mean the, the culture, there's all the economy. I mean, it all does, but we have a choice what we want to do this morning. And watch this. He prayed that he might die. And he laid and slept under a broom tree. Suddenly an angel touched him and said, arise and eat. Guys, if you are discouraged this morning, if you are ready to give up, if you're ready to quit, if you're just done, listen, I want to tell you, there's something you need. You need what he got because, and it's available to you. It's available to you. 
An angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. And so he ate and drank and lay down again. The first thing is that God's called us to take care of ourselves physically. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you, live a, if you have a constant uh, diet of uh, YouTube and carbohydrates, and sitting in front of the TV or sitting in front of the computer all day long. Sitting, I'm going to tell you, your body affects your mind. Your mind affects your spirit. Your, I mean, it affects you. And I want to tell you, years ago, I was uh, across the street in the parsonage. We kind of got cranking up uh, with Deb Ford and started a, uh, back in those days, it was called Building Hope. And it's turned into breaking chains. And guys, it's it's huge, Okay. And it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with the need. Okay, I guarantee you, if you start giving away water in the desert, you're going to have some customers, aren't you? Okay. So, but watch this. Literally, when I was studying and praying, I said, how does this thing need to work? How does this, how does this, what's this interaction? I want to tell you something. It matters what happens to your body. It matters what you put in your mind because your mind then affects your body. Your body affects your mind. And then it, your spirit affects both of those. So what are you eating? What are you eating? I'm going to tell you something. If you're eating a steady diet of, well, you know, I wish I had this, what these people have. I had this, and using the perfect filter. Is it duck face? I can't, I can't do that very good. It messes with my mustache. Anyway, but the point being is this. What are you feeding on? I want to tell you something. We're in a little thread, and we got some, I got a tape last night, and it's not a tape, I guess. It's digital, but the point is it was a guy sharing about a miracle in his house, something that happened in his place, and he's a pro ball player. And, of course, he got, he was actually standing, I guess it was some kind of interview. But, guys, I want to tell you something. That was so uplifting to me. It, it just, you know, and, and that's the kind of stuff you need to be looking at. I mean, it doesn't have to be a pro ball player telling it. I mean, it, I I have input from a lot of different preachers, from a lot of different books, a lot of different stuff, and I eat the bone. And, oh, excuse me, I eat the meat. I quit eating the bones. It kind of messes with my teeth. Um, I eat the meat and throw out the bone because, you know, sometimes it'll come along with some something that, yeah, I don't need. But here's the deal. So he said, arise and eat. And he came after by his head. There was a cake jar of water, he ate and drank and lay down again. And I want to tell you something, it's very hard for me to rest until I begin to trust. Do you trust him? You say, yeah, but this has happened. I'm going to tell you something, there's yeah, buts, there's a bunch of butts in this place this morning. There's butts watching. There's a bunch of butts. But, 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 but that is the machine gun the, the devil uses to knock down what God has for you. But, 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 because I want to tell you something. Well, you know, God said that, uh, you know, that you would die. But is that what the first lie, the first one recorded? I'm sure somebody lied before that. But you, you hear what I'm saying, right? So I want to tell you guys, literally, you cannot rest. At least I can't rest. And I don't, I think this is what for us today, you can't rest until you trust. 
There is no peace for the wicked, the Bible says. And you say, well, I ain't, I'm trying to do better. I'm trying. Listen, I'm not talking about what you do. I'm talking about who you are. I'm going to tell you something. I can be a jerk. Shocking revelation. I can be a jerk. And in the middle of that, I trust him and I can rest. And don't get me wrong. I, ask, I'm, I say I'm sorry a lot around the house and to the Lord. But anyway. But here's the deal. Yeah, it keeps me from, uh, never mind, okay. Yeah, that is French press, but anyway, we won't brag on it. We won't brag about that right now, okay. So, here's the deal. He rested, and he looked back up, by his, he, he did, and he laid down again. And the angel of the Lord, now watch this. The first one was the angel. The second one, watch this, the first one was a messenger. You ready? And I'm not an angel. Promise. But I am a messenger. Okay? And this, what I'm telling you today, I want you to hear what I'm saying. That, you don't look to the message. Yeah, I brought, I'm, gonna, I'm bringing you something to eat. Okay, but the next person that is introduced into this story that made a difference for his spirit was the angel of the Lord, a pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. Jesus is the answer. And I don't care how many religious moments, religious mumbo jumbo there is out there bouncing around. Jesus is the answer. Not about Jesus, not kind of about Jesus, not, you know, going to stay. Listen, the person, the Savior of Jesus Christ. In a little while, we're going to take the top off of a little plastic thing. There's a cracker in there, and I eat that cracker, and I celebrate every week the fact that Jesus Christ died for me. And that gives me what? Tell me what that gives me. Confidence. Confidence. Peace. That I hope that I can sleep that I can rest because my confidence is not, well, if I do it just right, you know, if I get my hair just right, if I do this just right, if I do that just right. No, if I make this amount of money, if I don't, if, if, I, if my relationship, if this, there's, listen, that won't fix it. I promise you the whole world is running to and fro across the earth right now trying to, if I just knew more, if I just knew more. Well, some of us know it all. Won't go there. Not me. Those other guys. Okay. But watch this. Then the angel of the Lord came back and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. You know, I might have gotten that wrong right there. It says the angel of the Lord came back a second time. So I guess he was there the first time, but he was giving him physical stuff. This second time, I believe with all my heart, he was giving him, uh, what I'd call, uh, uh, what's that spongy cake? Would you put, uh, angel food. I think he's giving him a little angel food and I don't mean the spongy cake. I mean the angel food. He arose and drank and went to street that food for 40 days and 40 nights. That's why I think it was angel food. I want you to think about that. 40 days is a long time. That's a month and 10 days 
or nine, it's according to which way your calendar's going. But is that right? I mean, literally, we're on film. Okay. We, yeah, we know, we know that. Okay. And touched him, and he said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank and went to the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. God will give you the strength if you, listen, the angel of the Lord, Jesus Christ, will give you the strength to get to the place you need to be to hear from the Lord. He will do that. But you have to seek him. Not all of everything else. If I just had the perfect church, you know, I'm still looking for that church. Okay? But then I'm here now, but it's perfect. But anyway, but here's the point, guys. If I just had the perfect situation at work, if I just had the perfect marriage, if I just had the perfect this, if somebody in this world would just love me, if this, listen, the whole world is, they're selling stuff right now to make that happen to you. They're peddling. I have a degree in business, and I'm going to tell you one of the first things they explained to me very carefully was you find a need, you meet that need, you do it in a way that you can make some money, and, and, and you do that over and over and over, and that's business, okay? If you need a whatchamacallit, you know, you build a whatchamacallit, and you sell whatchamacallits to everybody. But in our culture, what we've done is we've created a need. We've created an enemy. Your enemy is this. Your enemy is that. Your enemy is this. And we have sold and bought. And, and listen, at the, the greed has cost our culture everything. It's cost us everything. So he rose and drank and went to the strength of that food 40 days. And he went to a cave and spent the night in that place. This is after 40 days. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here, Elijah? Do you think God didn't know what he was doing there? Do you think it was possible that God like, I don't know who this guy is, but you know, he just showed up, he's in a cave, he's on the, he's on the mountain of the Lord, Horeb. No, he needed Elijah needed to articulate what the problem was. I'm going to tell you something. Your tongue is a rudder that guides your ship. I was talking to some people yesterday, I was actually a couple of different times, and here's the deal, guys. Watch what you say. He, God is showing us again, listen, number one, Hey, you need to talk to somebody. Everybody needs to talk to somebody. Do you know that? And, and we're going to get into this in a minute. But literally, if you want to grow as a Christian, you better have somebody behind you that you're pulling this way. If you want to grow as a Christian, you better have somebody in front of you that you're following that way. A human being, an actual breathing human being. Okay? And here's the deal. Church has has become for years this this thing we do called church. We show up, it's it's a buffet. You get what you want, you go, and then you're gone, and then you you come back. But listen, that's not the New Testament church. And re realize what the Christian church is is called the Restoration Movement. Okay, from ever back. Okay, and the bottom line is, our desire is to restore the church. Okay, not with 
I mean, we're not going to argue over circumcision this morning, okay? Or argue over which widows is getting what, okay? I'm not talking about that part, okay? I'm talking about the part where they were discipling on one end and being discipled on the other end. Does that make sense? Okay. And uh, here's the deal. That's for you to step up and do, okay? And here's the deal. What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord of hosts. I've been good. I walked out on the back porch of my house one time and said, God, can you not see everything I'm doing now this is happening? No, I'm serious. I can't believe you let this happen. Okay? For the children of Israel has forsaken your covenant and torn down your altars. And what's this, the second thing he says? Is, look at that, look at that, look, look at that, look, 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 look. Okay? And killed your prophets with a sword, and I alone am left, for they seek to take my life. Was the other people of Israel trying to kill him? No. One woman had made her mind up she was going to kill him. One woman. Now, she happened to be the queen, okay? But one woman had sent him this direction. Is that what happened? That's the story, okay? He believed what one woman said more than he believed what God had said. Did you think about that? And it said, but, but, you know, but, 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 but I want to tell you something. All things work together for the good of them that are called according to his purpose. This man was a prophet. He is show his life showed us something. I love the story. Nobody else likes it but me. Okay. I love the story where he tells the prophet says, just cut the back of your britches off and walk around. Let everybody see your hind end. No, read the Bible. It's in there. Take this scroll and put it in a in a in a uh, inside of a, a jar and bury it. Uh, God has His prophets working out things in the flesh that are pictures of things in the spirit. And what, of course, the thing go go find a lady that uh, of ill repute. I'm just going to use those words and and marry her. Is that what happened? Is that what he had prophets do? Man, you read that and you say, how would you make a movie about that? But anyway, so that doesn't fit with some people's uh, theology. But your altars and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left. I'm all by myself. That's all by myself. Oh, yeah. 70s. Yeah. But anyway, that's, you know, have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that way? Hey. Two reasons you're not. Number one, you're part of a very dysfunctional family, the body of Christ. Oh, you thought I was talking about y'all's family. Okay, yeah. You're part of the body of Christ. Is it a dysfunctional family? Yes. Oh, my word. Family reunions. Whew. That's where we find all our dates. But anyway, sorry, wrong, wrong context, wrong joke. Okay. Here's the deal. I alone am left. And he didn't say these words, but what was he? He was very discouraged. And the world right now, the church right now, our culture right now is very discouraged. We think somebody in the White House is going to fix it. I think we've got a better chance of somebody in the outhouse fixing it. Okay. 
that's, you know, from the church house to the outhouse, yeah. So what we need is less flush toilets in this country. Yeah. That wouldn't probably sell. That probably won't sell no videos, would it? This used to have something else on it, but now it says Carroll County Junior Deputy. Hmm. So, watch this. Then he said, go out, God says, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. That was a kind of a prerequisite to him coming through there. We're always saying, Lord, what we need is for me to be able to lay hands on everybody and everybody fall down and get up fixed. That was my plan for ministry. You know, I didn't want to study in it. I just wanted what's going to happen is I was going to have a prayer line, pray for them. They're going to fall down. They'd be up. They'd be okay. Right. That has not been the plan that God went with. That's too bad. That's too, yeah, that'd be faster, wouldn't it? I like fast. I like easy button. Easy. Okay. And a great strong wind, but God's not in it. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. More power, more, more dis, dis, uh, display, more shaking, more. But you know what? God wasn't talking in that. But you know, God was having it done. Do you know there's a shaking going on right now? The wind's blowing. Everybody, and I want to tell you something. We need to find something to hold on to. Did you know the ships and the, the you know, year, many, many hundreds of years ago when they were on the ships and those ships were going like, well, there's my glasses, like this and like that, they would tie themselves to the mast. They would tie themselves to the ship because it wasn't because they, they were saying, I'm going to go down with the ship. They were saying, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, I need to stay on the ship. And I want to tell you something. We need to tie ourselves to the ship. And I want to tell you something. The ship is Jesus. Tie yourself to him. Tie yourself to him. And literally the wind and earthquake, but the Lord was not in all that. But after the earthquake was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. Not a fire didn't do it. Okay. And I want to tell you something. I'm not demeaning anyone's theology. I'm not demeaning anyone's uh, background. So don't think that. But I want to tell you something. There are many of us have spent hours and hours and hours praying for like a turn of the century revival, a, a, you know, and here's the deal, guys. That is, that'd be wonderful. And I'm ready for it. If it won't start tonight, I'm in. Okay. I went to the, the revival down there in Florida, the Pensacola revival. I want to tell you something. They were baptized. People were getting saved. People were getting saved. I'm, I'm talking about a line to get in the baptistry. Okay. People were getting saved. They're getting off dope. They were being, you know, all this stuff was going on. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. I met, went to one uh, class down there. It was a pastor's class. And I went to this class and I'll never forget. He said, well, I'm going to tell you something before you, the big revival hits, you need to think about little things like how much toilet paper you're going to use because I will never forget because literally the line to get in the church was all the way out, all the way around the corner. I'm talking about standing. I don't mean driving. They'd already parked 
cars. They had people hired to park. It was humongous. And here's the deal, the power of God. And I listen, I, I long for those days. But what I listen, we need to hear first the still small voice of what God is saying. Come unto me, all ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Won't he? Won't he? Yes. Doesn't he? Okay. And so it was when Elisha heard it, this still small voice, not in the fire, but after fire, still small voice, that he wrapped his face in a mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And the, suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Now, guys, I just want to tell you, I want you to listen carefully to what I'm saying. You need to define what you want. You need to define why you're here. And I don't mean here today. I'm talking about why you're here. And I will never forget, I went to some school. This is not a joke, and I don't remember where or what. It's many, many years ago. I remember the piece of paper. It was a yellow legal pad. And I sat down at my house after spending some time pulling away with prayer. And I said, God, these are the things that I want to accomplish in my life. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. These were not brain surgery. <laughs> okay. This has to do with having enough money to live on. Okay. Because we was tight. Okay, it had to do with education. It had to do with obedience to God. It had to do that. Guess what happened? I focused on that for years. And guess what happened? Every one of them came true. Every one of them came true. I'm not going to describe them to you because it's personal to me. Okay. And here's the deal, guys. Every, because I, and, and it, listen, ask and you shall Seek and ye shall knock and it shall be open unto you. Okay? Is that what the Bible says? Did Jesus say that? Okay? Are you knocking? And if you think it's a microwave, I'm so sorry to tell you that it is more like a crock pot. It gets in there and simmers and simmers and simmers. And usually when it comes out of there, you don't even recognize it. <laughs> okay? But it's good. Does that make sense? And that's just the bottom line, guys. We need to be seeking, praying, focusing. And this, and this is the time to do that, okay? So what are you doing here? He's asking him again. Focus. What is it you need? I've been very zealous because the children of Israel were forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars. Uh, they've killed your prophets with a sword. Same story, okay? And they're trying to kill me. And the Lord said to him, go, now watch this, and this is the end. Yeah, good, it turned out about right. Normally it doesn't. I normally go over a little bit. Everybody's going, really? That's so surprising. No, okay, so, but watch this. He says these words, go, turn on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, Anoint Hazel king over Syria. This one line slaps me in the head every time. Syria was not God's chosen people. 
Did you know God's in charge? Did you know God's in charge? Because I'm going to tell you, I forget it. And I'm hollering now. I apologize, kind of, not much. But anyway, I'm going to slow down a little bit. But here's the deal. He, God has his hand on what's going on all over this earth. And he's looking for men and women to be obedient to him and what he wants to do outside of these doors, even outside of the established church, even outside of religion, to be the man or woman he's caused you to be at Walmart. No particular reason I use that, just everybody knows what that is. At Porter's, at wherever you're at. Cox Hospital, wherever you're, no, I'm talking about working there. I don't mean Vista, sorry. <laughs> there was a no in the audience. So, watch this. Go, action, return to Damascus, and when you arrive, anoint Hazel as king over Syria. Second thing, that's the world, okay? The second thing, you shall anoint Jehu, and we've studied Jehu, and I don't have time for that, but man, you needed to wait off in that for about 20 minutes and study him. He's quite a character, okay? He's not my favorite, but I like him a lot. The son of Nimshi as king over Israel. Now watch this. Israel represented the seed, okay? When you read the Bible, think about the one word. And I don't mean... That's all you think about. But think about this. The Bible is the story of the seed from Adam to Revelation and our role in that seed. The seed is Jesus Christ. The seed is his people. And I want to tell you something. You, when you look at the Old Testament, I, I can't tell you how many people who's come to me in the Old Testament and said, Bruce, what in the world is going on? God's having the, Israel do this to these people, and this people, and this people. But then these people, they do this to you. You see what I'm saying? It was all about keeping that seed through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the way down to Jesus, through David, to Jesus, and now to us. Okay? So what's this? As you anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, and Elisha, the son of Sepheth of Abel, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. Now watch this. He has him doing this. Go into the world. Because you know what? Most of us work somewhere. Okay? Most of us, you are called to that place. Okay? If you're not where God's called you to be, you need to pray and seek God until he puts you in the place you're supposed to be or gives you, opens the door for you. I want to tell you, you're called to that place to be the man or woman God's called you to be. And he's called you to the seed. He's called you to the church. He's called you to the, the body to be the person he's called you to be. And then he says these words. He said, I want you to anoint your predecessor. Because guess what? Nobody lives forever in this body. Okay? We will all, if the rapture don't come, and I'm, I, by the way, I need to hear him before I send them checks off. Because I'm, you know, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't pay them bills if I knew the rapture was going to happen tonight. Because <laughs> well, I don't want them to have my money. That's Kathleen talking. So anyway, but the point being is this. Literally, guys, we need to be raising up a generation 
that has caught the vision of what God is doing with his people. And literally, he says these words. This is God speaking. It shall be that whoever escapes the sword of Hazel, which is the world, Jehu, which is the seed, and whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will take care of. Is that what the Bible says? Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel whose knees have not bowed to Baal, but every mouth and every mouth that has not kissed him. In other words, you're not by yourself in there. There's believers all over the world. There's believers in uh, remote Africa this morning, isn't there? He'll be here in February and talk to us again, Pastor Jeremiah, looks like. And uh, here's the deal. We're helping him reach those people in Africa. Guys, there's people all over the world that you're not by yourself. And you say, well, you know, these people are doing this, but quit pointing to everybody else. Let's use these words, this outline today, and for 2024. It's hard for me to say that. I keep on to say 1964. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, the last thing, prescription for self-pity is what we've talked about. But here's the deal. He then, before this, he had had a purpose and the enemy had come against his purpose and that purpose didn't turn out like he thought it was going to turn out. And he believed what the enemy said, that they, she was going to kill him. But the bottom line is now hearing from God, he now had a purpose. And I want to tell you, if you're down this morning, if you're struggling this morning, you need a purpose. And I have preached this for many, many years to people that are in the, uh, what I'm going to call the winter of their life and not the spring toward the end of their life that you need to get a purpose because that's when you look at people who are successful, when you look at people who live a long time, it's because they have a purpose. They are looking ahead and not behind. Father, thank you so much for these folks, God. And Lord, I pray that both the people that's going to watch this later, Lord, when I share it, and the people that are here today, they take these words and they hold them to their heart. And Lord, let them be the men and women that you've called them to be now. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. God bless you and keep you and let his light shine on you and give you peace.